Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gaining Health Podcast. It's me, your host, Carly Burge, and today we are back with some other findings that I told you I was going to tell you about in our summer recap number two or part two. So today we're going to be discussing some of those cardiovascular outcome trials that we have recently seen with semaglutide 2.4 milligrams. So this is just really exciting stuff. This is groundbreaking and really will truly change the future of how obesity is viewed and how we manage obesity. So on August 8th, 2023, Novo Nordisk, which is the company that makes Wegovi or semaglutide 2.4 milligrams and Ozempic, which is semaglutide 2 milligrams, right? Approved for diabetes released a company announcement regarding the cardiovascular outcome trials of semaglutide 2.4 or Wegovi. So this is the one that's approved for obesity, right? And this trial was done in patients with obesity specifically. This was not a trial looking at type 2 diabetes. And this is huge because it's the first cardiovascular outcomes trial that was able to show benefit with a medical treatment for obesity. So what they found in the trial was that semaglutide 2.4 milligrams, or Wegovi, reduced the risk of major adverse cardiovascular events, or MACE, by 20% over a period of up to five years in adults with overweight or obesity in the SELECT trial compared to placebo. And placebo was basically the usual standard of care for the prevention of MACE, or those major adverse cardiovascular events. So when we're talking about MACE, that's defined as cardiovascular death, non-fatal myocardial infarction or heart attacks, or non-fatal strokes. So all three of these components of the primary endpoints were reduced in subjects with obesity who were treated with semaglutide 2.4 milligrams compared to placebo. And in this trial, they had enrolled over 17,000 adults age 45 or older with overweight or obesity and with established cardiovascular disease, but with no prior history of diabetes. And this trial was conducted in 41 countries at more than 800 investigator sites. So they started this trial, the SELECT trial, in 2018, and the detailed results from the SELECT trial will be presented at a scientific conference later this year, this fall. So this was really, really exciting news. And previously, in 2020, there was a trial called the SUSTAIN trial. And this trial demonstrated a decrease in cardiovascular events in people with diabetes using semaglutide for diabetes. However, this, like I said, is the first time that a medical treatment for obesity in patients with obesity without diabetes has shown a significant decrease in those cardiovascular outcomes or those those MACE indicators. So this is really, really exciting. And of course, I'll put a link to this in the show notes to this news release. Again, it's not in a published medical journal yet, um, so that will still come. So just a few weeks later after this happened, so on August 25th, there was a study that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine that showed that semaglutide 2.4 milligrams, also known as Wegovy, given to patients with obesity based on a BMI over 30 and who had heart failure with preserved ejection fraction led to larger reductions in symptoms and physical limitations 
greater improvements in exercise function and greater weight loss compared to placebo. They based a lot of this on improvements in the KCCQ or the Kansas City Cardiomyopathy Questionnaire, which is a validated standardized scoring system in patients with heart failure that looks at symptoms and things like that. And in addition to the KCCQ, they also used confirmatory secondary endpoints, including changes in the six-minute walk distance test and also a hierarchical composite endpoints that included death, heart failure events, and changes in the C-reactive protein or CRP levels. So there was a significant change in the KCCQ, uh, which, you know, I guess you kind of have to understand how it scored, but it scored out of 100 points. So there was an improvement of 16.6 points in those subjects treated with semaglutide um, compared to an improvement of 8.7 points with placebo. So really kind of double the, uh, the improvements there seen on that test. And then the mean or the average change in body weight was 13.3% with semaglutide. So they lost 13.3% of their body weight uh, compared to placebo, which lost 2.6% of their body weight. There was also a significant change in the average uh, distance walked during the six-minute walk test, and it was increased by 21.5 meters in subjects treated with semaglutide, and it was increased in 1.2 meters with placebo. So again, a significant improvement in the function there in patients with heart failure. And the mean percentage change in the CRP levels was minus 43.5% reduction in CRP in those treated with semaglutide versus a decrease of 7.3% with placebo. And in terms of serious adverse events, they were reported in 35 participants or 13.3% of those in the semaglutide group versus 71 or 26.7% in the placebo group. So we actually see more adverse events in the placebo group, twice as many really, uh, than we do in the, tri- in the treatment group that received the semaglutide. So this was also really encouraging news that we can really um, help patients uh, with obesity, um, with, um, with heart failure, right? Especially with this type, this HEFPEF um, type of heart failure that they see really great improvements with the treatment of semaglutide. Of course, it is currently not approved for the treatment of heart failure, uh, but you know that that might be coming in the pipeline too. So then, in addition to that, there was also a news release from Eli Lilly on the Surmount three and four clinical trials, which are phase three studies on terzepatide. So terzepatide, again, um, is a medication currently approved for diabetes under the trade name Munjaro, and it is currently going undergoing um, FDA approval for the treatment of obesity, but is not yet, as of the release of this podcast, approved for obesity. But they're doing the trials. So these are the phase three clinical trials to study terzepatide in adults with overweight and obesity with, rate-related, with weight-related comorbidities excluding type 2 diabetes. So in the Surmount 3 trial, uh, what they did is there was a 12-week intensive lifestyle intervention 
um, during which the average weight loss was 6.9%. So this was a lead-in period of 12 weeks where all subjects uh, underwent this intensive lifestyle intervention without any medication treatment. And then um, the, the subjects were randomly uh, assigned to either receive terzepatide or receive placebo. So the subjects who were treated with terzepatide achieved an additional 21.1% mean average weight loss for a total weight loss of 26.6% from the study entry over 84 weeks. So this is the highest weight loss that we have seen in a medical uh, weight loss study for people with obesity to date. So 26.6% body weight loss over 84 weeks. Incredible. Then the participants in the surmount trial, they achieved a 21.1% weight loss during a 36-week terzepatide lead-in period and an additional 6.7% weight loss during a 52-week continued treatment period for also a total mean weight loss of 26% over 88 weeks. So there, there was that initial 36-week lead-in period where all of the subjects were, received terzepatide, and then at that point, they were randomly assigned half of the subjects continued to receive terzepatide, and those who did uh, lost an additional 6.7%, and those who received placebo actually experienced a mean weight regain of 14.8% percent from randomization at 88 weeks. So again, it just shows that what happens when we discontinue a medication. So those who stayed on the medication continue to lose further weight and those who received the placebo regained on average 14.8% of their body weight. So the full result of the Surmount 3 study will be presented at the Obesity Week conference in October and will be submitted for publication in a peer-reviewed journal. And the full results of the CIRMOUT-4 trial will be presented at the European Association for the Study of Diabetes annual meeting in October and will also be submitted for publication in a peer-reviewed journal. So we have that to look forward to, and I'm sure I'll be making announcements about that as those get released. So of course, I will put all of the information that we have so far on these trials in the show notes. Uh, But again, I just can't emphasize that these are really groundbreaking studies and groundbreaking outcomes for the treatment of obesity and the impact that it has on people's health, especially those cardiovascular outcomes, so critically important uh, in how we will continue to manage obesity now and moving forward. Uh, So these are really, really exciting times to be in obesity medicine. All right. Well, that's all I have for you for today for our summer recap number two. And we'll be back with you next week with another amazing interview with Dr. Scott Butch. And we will be continuing the conversation that we had with Dr. Kushner regarding medical school uh, obesity curriculum and fellowships and, and what is being done by a lot of these leaders in our field to advance the field of obesity medicine and enhance obesity education. So I will see you then on the Gaining Health Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast and for your commitment to learning more about how we can care for people with obesity in a compassionate and evidence-based way. 
If you'd like to learn more about gaining health and how we support clinicians who want to start or optimize an obesity management program, please check us out online at gaininghealth.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with a friend or colleague and leave us a review. And lastly, if you'd like to support the podcast financially, even if it's just $5 a month, we would really appreciate it. And you can do so by clicking on our Patreon link in the show notes. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on the Gaining Health Podcast.